0: Hi, and welcome to a new episode of uh, the State of the Night podcast. Uh, I'm Paolo Valdemarin And I'm and Sample. And today we're live. as uh, supposed to dead. Well, I mean, live not in the sense that you're going to hear this while we're doing it, but uh, in the sense that
1: we're sitting in the same room for the first time. What's very weird is not hearing, I've nearly said not hearing you through my ears. I am hearing you through my ears, but not through... Headphones.
0: Yeah. I'm feeling
1: as if I'm maybe not recording this. I'm feeling... Uh, there's, there's something
0: missing. I'm, I'm, watch- I'm checking it. We're, we're, we're... Right. So I think that it's interesting because I heard on a TV show, on a radio show, um, of how, or actually on a podcast, somebody saying how radio is good because when you have a conversation, you're facing each other mm-hmm. as opposed to, they were saying, television where usually you're facing an audience. So you're having a conversation, mm. but you're not really looking mm. at each other because you're both facing an it's audience. Like panels in conferences. So which makes... barely don't work for that, yeah. Exactly, uh, which makes the whole thing like fake because you're talking to another
1: while watching... Uh, ah, uh, but you see, well, I'd almost head, head in the other direction because one of the reasons I've always thought of maybe running a business around walking and talking is that you're not sitting facing each other. But, so I always describe it as like talking to yourself, but better. In some ways, podcasting sort of feels like that. It's why I'm not a fan of video calls. Well, like, let's put, that's what OK, they, you know. let's put it this way. The fact not that am saying not nice like to look at, Paul. I,
0: I mean, I, I'm enjoying the fact of, of um, being able to see you and uh, not just to hear you through yeah. it. I'm also enjoying the fact that it was going to be much easier to synchronise the two tracks <laughs> than it usually <laughs> yes. is because usually then I have to go there yeah. and synchronise. When I say I'm Paolo de the and then you say I'm you. And if I make
1: a mistake and you have to go back, I can see you glowering at me instead of knowing that you're doing it in secret. <laughs>
0: Anyway, uh, it has been a while since the last episode, uh, there has been a lot of traveling for one of us, you went mm. to the American colonies, I, I heard, did, yeah. I did. and you met a lot of yeah. common friends. Indeed, yeah. And uh, and you got a new
1: driving license. I have, I have my class one, as it used to be called, it's now called C plus E, but yes, my big truck license. That's How cool is that? <laughs> I reckon it's pretty cool. <laughs>
0: Something I was thinking about recently, especially after our last podcast, where we we had a discussion about topics that were a little bit off our usual beaten path. And uh, I was considering how I wasn't feeling too uncomfortable about doing that. And probably part of the reason for this was that... uh, it is a very, I mean, podcasting is a very limited channel in terms of feedback. Yes, somebody mm. can leave a comment, mm. but uh, you have a pretty high threshold, entry threshold in terms of uh, getting feedback. Yeah. And uh, in a way, it makes me feel a little bit like uh, the early days of blogging, before we mm. invented comments and and, uh, and trackbacks and all the other stuff. Mm where if you wanted to share something, you d- you had to do it on your own platform. And uh, as we were saying before we started recording, I think that we all spent a lot of time trying to lower the threshold, trying to say we need more people, it needs to be easier and easier and easier to get in. And uh, I think that at least from some point of view, we ended up with platform with a lot of people on board creating a lot of content that i'm not very comfortable with and now i find podcasting and uh, some people i won't say who define podcasting the intellectual dark web i mean Mm -hmm. it's this place where serious and deep long conversations are happening and suddenly we're all enjoying this and i'm thinking were we wrong to try to lower that
1: threshold It's interesting, isn't it? Because it depends on. <clears throat> we so often mix up. If you know the threshold is thinking, isn't it? Yeah. And and you can make the technology as easy as you like. And you know, I'm not making any claims for this podcast in terms of the intellectual dark way, but. There's because you know, it's almost independent of the nature of the quality of the thinking, or even what the thinking is about. But there's something about an exchange that is thoughtful.
0: Yeah.
1: And you could have a thoughtful conversation about some very simple topics. You could have, anybody could have a thoughtful conversation at their, again, this I don't mean this to sound condescending or patronizing, but at their level of thinking, it will feel like a proper conversation at, at, at whatever level you're operating, if you like. And that quality, and I mean that in both senses of it, that that the nature of that and the quality of that are satisfying, so it's almost like the the, the, the t- making things technically facile made them intellectually facile as well. And, and again, I'm really trying hard not to say that some conversations are worth more than others, but it just became superficial. It just became it's like the business equivalent of blah blah. It, you know, so much business communication is just blah blah, and nobody's saying anything. I'm thinking maybe there is a
0: point as you keep lowering this entry threshold there is a point where you don't need to engage thinking in order to get through. Yes. And probably when you go past that point yes. is where things go south. Is where things don't necessarily go south because you might still have, of course, you still have the thoughtful people, but because it's probably, in a way, it's a curve, You, you the moment you go through, the, through that point where you get... Uh, Orders of magnitude more content that does not necessarily need to engage thinking. It becomes much harder to find the, the, the stuff that not necessarily yes. the good stuff, but the stuff you're, I'm personally interested into.
1: Yes, and I think the you sort of alluded at the start of the podcast to my you know my driving, and I was saying that some of the people I'm meeting through that are just really good, interesting, kind, thoughtful people who are invariably men, but they're men of few words, you know, many of them expletives. Um, but they are good, thoughtful conversations, you know. It's just to me, the quality of the conversation is, hi, I'm enjoying the conversation. We're talking about stuff that kind of matters. So in a way, like I said, it's independent of the medium. It's independent of the nature of the the things we're saying almost.
0: It is true, but... I. I might argue if you were to invite them on a podcast, they might share the, this type of discussion. Right. Yes. I mean, probably you could translate, you could move the thoughtful conversation that you have in real life to a podcast. Yes. Probably... The yes. same conversation in a set of comments on Facebook yes, would totally. not
1: work. I, 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 we're agreeing. We're, and, that, yeah. and
0: and yeah. and 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 of, and, and of course, the, the challenge is that if you were to start having the same conversation on Facebook with the same people, yeah. and somebody could just drop in the conversation, exactly, saying something exactly. unrelated or blaming somebody or the it, yeah. or, you know, whatever. It's a,
1: it's a bit like that video there is of people having a if they had meetings like they have video calls if we were doing a podcast and while we were trying to have a conversation people were shouting at us and and we're able to intrude their audio into our conversation that's what it's like Like, of course you always run the risk of ending up being editists
0: or trying to but essentially what we're saying and this is gonna sound horrible is that the reason why we value a podcast even this podcast is that nobody can interrupt us right now and that if somebody won't will ever want to reply or to you know get us involved get involved yeah. in this conversation, either we will have to invite him in on the podcast or he will have to invite us or they will have to do their own podcast. Yes. Yeah, they can post a comment somewhere, but it's not yeah, gonna yeah. it won't have any influence of how everybody will be listening to this. But
1: I've I've had people with the previous podcasts that I used to do with Megan saying that they'd maybe listen to it while they were walking their dogs in the park and they would find themselves Talking out loud, t- trying to in- in- trying to inject something into the conversation because it felt conversational. But but
0: I think but I think that 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 is good. And I think that okay. I think that that bit is especially true. It was t- true to me too. But especially true because I know you. So right. it was your voice. Right, so and, usually, to, yeah, yeah. and usually, when it's your voice, I can interrupt you. just interrupt you. The I mean, thing. I, I, I yeah, don't exactly. do that. When I, when I listen to podcasts with other people, I don't do that
1: because I don't know. I know that there are a voice on the other side of the podcast. But if it's you on a podcast... Now, so that's interesting because that tips into, the a uh, very modest level, the whole celebrity problem, in a sense. But we were talking earlier about Russell Brand's podcast with Joel Hari, and, and you were saying that you you felt, you, t- you took exception to some of what he was saying but you didn't have the means to interrupt Mm -hmm. and that confers him channel authority you know in the sense that he owns that channel and it's sort of a bit like i remember in the very early days of twitter when uh stephen fry first encountered the mob as it were and somebody made the comment on twitter that's the problem celebrity doesn't scale and i could i reply yeah but it's not the scaling that's the problem it's the celebrity that's the problem It's the fact that we are allowing somebody else to have, even if they don't want it, that we're conferring on somebody else greater status. And the technology sort of does that, and that that comes with baggage and problems.
0: Well, I think, but again, I guess that the challenge is by allowing more people in, are we improving the quality of the medium? I think that uh, for for a long time, my answer to this was yes. My answer was this, was we need to try to, to lower the threshold. For example, collaboration tools in the workspace. Yep. We need to make them as easy to use as possible. We need to help people getting, in, getting engaged, even if they don't want to to work too much mm-hmm. you know we need it's why you go from writing long posts to writing short posts to writing comments to liking things is uh, you 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 try to create a, a lower and lower engagement because we think that is meaningful even if you're even if, but i guess that there is the question that uh, the moment you allow everybody to express themselves in 140 characters or whatever it is, the limit now, then you get a huge amount of noise and you pretty much lose the value of those early conversations. That And again, I think that uh, what you always say about, you know, remember to think... Mm-hmm. Is, uh, is a key yeah. Is uh, I- if it becomes too simpler you don't have to turn off the brain before you do that and then the results yeah. are not very good and yes you get, you get a huge amount of volume but if you don't need to think about it the volume will almost by design all be pretty poor
1: but one of the reasons I err towards increasing the amount of noise is that if you don't have enough noise you don't get any signal and we've had a situation where only certain people were allowed to have a voice. Um, and yes, in the, in the short term, we've had a lot of rubbish and it's, it's been enervating. And, and, and But I'm optimistic that we, are, we will mature well, I, and, and more people will learn the right tool for the right thing at the right time. They will make the impact greater by being more thoughtful about what they do.
0: I think that, I mean, from this point of view, probably podcasts are, again, an interesting tool because you can't compress them. I mean, you can, you can listen to a podcast at one and a half time or yeah. maybe two times, but, I mean, you can't really compress them. Yeah. And uh, people will never be able, nobody will ever able to follow more than a few hours of podcasts in a day because yeah. you don't have the time to do that. Yeah. So you need to choose. Basically, you can't follow a thousand podcasters. There is no way you can listen. So, yes, you can create a huge amount, a huge quantity, but you will still have only that amount of of attention available that can be spent. So this will probably create, this might create a situation where eventually of course you will have a lot of production and i think it's great you know the more mm-hmm. people enter the better but i think that uh, for example with podcasting the entry threshold is again high it's like mm-hmm. the early blogging days mm-hmm. if you want to have a blog, if you wanted to have a blog you need to put some effort in yeah. it didn't mean that you need to be good with technology probably you didn't need to be afraid of the technology but the, but it did require a certain effort. You need to figure the thing out and then you do it. So and to a certain degree, podcasts are doing that again. It's uh,
1: You need to figure this thing out. It, it's reminding me of a, a story which I may have told if I did, forgive me, about meeting Johnny Ives' dad who came into the BBC to demonstrate a technology that had allowed them to replicate what was previously very high-end computing to make numerical data visually accessible so so basically representing spreadsheets and stuff in 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 shapes and colors and moving shapes and colors and what they'd done was they had taken the um the output of the nikkei stock exchange in japan Mm -hmm. and projected it onto the outside of the building in terms Mm -hmm. of colors and shapes and i remember it's really exciting me the idea that previously people who would have found finance and spreadsheets obscure and opaque and difficult and never get involved who couldn't therefore have an opinion about finance and numbers and spreadsheets, suddenly could see things, literally see things, and have an input. So again, I'm wary of, and I don't know exactly what, you, I don't know what you're meaning about, if there's no investment of effort, then it's easy just to, to, to be facile and not and not add quality, as it were. But equally, we don't want to preclude ideas or thinking just because it happens to take a certain amount of no, but a special kind of I, effort. I think I think that
0: look, we're doing this and we don't have a studio, we don't have a radio transmitter, we don't have one of us know how to do this professionally, but the other is actually doing all the editing yeah. and recording. Yeah. So the point is the th- the, the threshold has lowered yes. dramatically. Yes. I mean we suddenly we can do this. Yes. I guess that the point is and it, it can get easier. I mean, I think it would be good if it was easier, but then it will become too easy and then it will be, get put again. the game. And then we will invent some other tool and we will probably create something else. I keep... But I think that in the life of this thing, yeah. there is a moment, there is a, a brilliant moment where you have quality and this quality tends to increase for a certain amount of time because yes. more and more people get involved it, you get more intelligent people it, and then if we look at history of how a whole number of tools that we have seen over the last 20 years went and then everybody else arrives and uh, we got to invent something new because uh, yeah. and <coughs> i'm not saying that we don't want the other people i but I'm saying that attention doesn't scale, quality doesn't scale.
1: Well, but a bit like with the Stephen Fry thing, that, that's not inevitable. I sort of keep thinking of Marshall McLuhan and, and the, you know, the medium as the message and finding myself sort of, sort of, sort of disagreeing with that in the sense that you know, having been involved in professional broadcasting, as you said, having managed editors who put a lot of time and effort into making television programmes look fantastic and, and perfect and blah, blah. And then all of a sudden consumer technology meant that any numpty with a, mobile, with a phone can go out and film stuff. Um, but actually some of the stuff that's made on phones and made accessible really quickly is amazing because it's a real human interest story that has a quality That frankly, the over-engineered, over-produced, over-edited stuff on the telly can't even touch. Probably, the television is
0: uh, another distortion of Mm -hmm. a medium. In the sense that, uh, on television, I think that the challenge that you have as a producer or as a creator of content, wherever in the food chain you are, is that you have to deliver. Is basically, you have been hired to produce an hour of television mm-hmm. per yeah. week. No you need quality, to produce yeah. an hour of television per week. Some weeks you have good shit, some weeks you don't. Yeah. And in the weeks you don't, you got to produce an hour of television anyway. Yeah. So that, I mean, it's, it's the same reason why I'm not... While I'm complaining about journalists all the time, I'm, I appreciate that the journalist need to be able to write about anything mm-hmm. because they mm-hmm. are just told you go write about something. So, profe- making something professional, of course, creates. I love the term that you have in English, amateur. Yes, uh, because uh, there is love involved it in the, the term. Time. Yes, and. Uh, and I mean, in in, in in we don't have that in Italian, for example. In Italian, you you would say that somebody is not a professional is almost derogatory. I think to be fair to them, it's a French word, but yeah, well, yeah. So you know, <laughs> well, let's you concede know, that well, right? you, know, gets you know, as Bush famously <laughs> said, you know, they don't have a word for entrepreneur. <laughs> um, but let's say that any it's of, of Latin origin. But yeah. let's say that <laughs> I, I like the idea of uh, somebody doing. Something for love. Yes. Then, I I suppose that uh, this can mutate into the professional version of it, which might not or might be necessary yeah. because
1: it's forced by money and other reasons. And becomes a so I, I often talk about what I call the perils of professionalism, and it's true in the workplace. So you when you become a professional communicator, what does that make the rest of us amateur? You know, to your point. And it becomes a different thing. It becomes a game that they're all playing against each other, sort of thing. Or, or, if you're a professional people person, you go you go into HR, and all of a sudden they stop being good at dealing with people. They just become an HR professional. And so there's a whole doubt. And as a musician, you know, I mean, I I, I grew up playing music, loving music. I got put off classical music by studying it at university, and then I got put off playing it by doing it for a living. You know? but I think I uh, probably music is an
0: interesting metaphor I mean as our friend Gigi Talia Petra would probably say you know there is always music is always a good metaphor yes. for, for everything and is everybody can play music I mean it, it, it's uh, you, you can just whistle or sing I mean it's uh, you, you can you can buy an instrument I mean the entry threshold for music yes. is not incredibly high but it requires some effort.
1: If you so don't... Yes, you're right. And that's, that's that's getting closer to what I think we're both trying to say in the sense that there's some people who sing really badly. There are people who will walk around the streets whistling really badly. But I'd rather that they were able to do that than not.
0: Uh, yes, true. But at the same time, I think that if you... Play an instrument very badly, you will give up. I mean, and you won't get a lot of people listening to you, and you won't be published. I mean, I, I think that the, the fact that you need to put some love in the, in the exercise in order to get results is important. And probably if you put enough love in it and you're still not good at it, well, people will appreciate the fact that you're putting love in it. I mean, there there was a movie <coughs> Lo- one or two years ago about this um, terrible, terrible American sociolite who loved to sing, right. and uh, she was horrible, but she was well, famous. Well,
1: um, Florence Foster Jenkins, yeah, back in the Victorian era. Who had the money to stand up in the Carnegie Hall and was just exactly, oh, yes.
0: and she was, and she was, yeah. and she was terrible, but she loved it, so people kind of went along with it because yeah. a, she was famous and she really threw it up. I mean, I don't have a problem with somebody if if you put enough love in in your effort, I'm good. But with then it. some of the trolls on the internet
1: put a lot of effort into it.
0: But I don't think that the trolls on the internet are the real problem of the internet. I think they are part of the problem to the internet. I'm kind of. I'm more concerned about just the white noise. I'm more concerned about... uh, I mean, there was a brilliant article recently published uh, about Trieste on 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 an international newspaper, or actually on an Italian newspaper, and somebody in Italy posted a comment complaining why do we always speak about places abroad? We should talk about Italy, which is so beautiful. (laughs) and it's the type of thing that you say okay, yeah. yeah okay we don't we so don't need that it's uh, you know yeah. if you yeah. were not allowed to post stuff on facebook i would i would be fine for me i mean i'm i'm sorry yeah. but i think that for me personally
1: Yes, if I wasn't allowed to post
0: stuff. I'd no, no, not <laughs> you personally. You that? No, you. I kind of still. Yeah. You, you are
1: just. <laughs> I'm borderline. Yeah, yeah. No,
0: you're borderline, no, no, no. but you're still allowed to do that.
1: <laughs> but ah, that, but that, I'm joking. But that's sort of my point. Who gets to decide? Because you can always ignore. The I shit. don't. I don't think don't that. Ev- to to I don't,
0: don't think that everybody gets to decide. I, but I think that is interesting. Is that if there is a, a sort of constant. Uh, curve in the evolution of these souls. Mm-hmm. There is a moment of of uh, of maximum, you know, golden it's like civilization isn't it? civilization yeah. and then it just uh, Look at America. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look at the Romans. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. look at the, in, yeah. look at where <laughs> look we at the British are. empire,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah exactly.
0: <laughs> I mean, we have plenty of example and it's uh, you know, it's like civilization then we end up in another place and then we need to, wave to wait for the next wave of civilization. Mm. So i think thinking, probably podcasting in this moment, I would say is still on the increasing, it's getting better well, and better. It's a, it's a better. second
1: wave, isn't it? Because it had a, a burst and then... Yeah, well, the, the thing, it, there, it, it
0: had a burst, but kind of it burned out, it yeah. fizzled out and yeah. then it came back and it's coming back. It's interesting remember Adam, I just, C- Adam Curry, eh? yeah, uh, Adam, in his
1: okay. helicopter.
0: Oh, I, I did. I mean, I was, I, I was doing a podcast ten years ago. Mm. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it, yeah. it, it was. I did a
1: whole bunch of episodes. Um, but yeah,
0: I think it's interesting. He's coming back, and I have. Well, just
1: go, go back to what the comment about the intellectual dark web and some of that conversation that that mm-hmm. the name names. It was Jordan Peterson who said it, but you know. The way that they, that he and Joe Rogan were talking I, I did, about, I didn't mention any of them those people. No, but that's why I did. Okay. <laughs> but it's, it's your fault. I know exactly. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's not, not like anybody no, hey, can it's interrupt. It's a great, it. way, it's the, a
1: great the, way to get the numbers up. You just have to mention jo- uh, you know Jordan Peterson on the internet, and all, all of a sudden, all hell breaks. This. Okay, but I'll
0: put so I'll put it
1: in a in an in an episode notes. Yeah, do that. But just to clarify, neither of us agree with Jordan Peterson. But anyway, <laughs> um, I've course what I was going to say now. Oh no, it was, it was the fact that and you what know, as an ex radio guy, what what you know, the the old joke about the pictures and radio are better. Um, what I love about the medium is that it's, a, it's very intimate. And I think we talked about this before, that it's mm-hmm. it's in your head. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas telly's on a box in the corner of the room. When you listen to a podcast, invariably it's through headphones these days. And it and it really does feel as if it's literally in your in your skull. And so there's an intimacy about it that I think demands respect partly. <laughs> you I, I know if somebody's I, gonna listen to this, they're allowing us into their head.
0: Well it, it actually reminds me of another thing that Jordan Peterson said on that same <laughs> episode, which is the spoken word is as powerful as a written word. Mm-hmm. And uh and of course the the meaning in their space was saying, you know, you can have this long intellectual at least in their case um conversations and publish them in a way that was impossible to do before but if if you think about it even audiobooks are Mm -hmm. spoken word Mm -hmm. and uh and i think that uh, i keep noticing how the way you absorb
1: audiobooks is Mm -hmm. completely different from the way you absorb written books no i've never been the same since listening to game of thrones (laughs) <laughs> and I've never seen it in the telly, and I've never read the books, but listening to Roy Dutrice do it in Audible was just gobsmacking.
0: And it's uh, but but even I mean I'm realizing that I'm kind of doing both. I mean I'm I'm and it's funny thing I'm doing both at the same time in the sense that I'm at, right. a, at any point in time I have an audiobook going and yep, a, and a yep, written yep, book going, yep. uh, not contempor at in the at the same time of the yep. day, but I'm yeah. alternating between yeah, the two. But I notice how I remember audiobooks in a different way. I mean, Mm -hmm. I remember, for example, I tend
1: to associate places. I was going to say, when you walk past the same place, you remember bits of the book. Exactly. But what's interesting is my brain's wanting to blur the edges more. So, you know, I've got various means of making notes or marking bits of a podcast or an audiobook so that I can go back to it or I can refer to it or I can Mm -hmm. point to it. And I also find myself increasingly, if I'm reading a real physical book, pressing and holding on a word to get the dictionary definition (laughs) of it. And it's really weird how we've got quite a long way to go, I think, in terms of how we free up the ideas that are still sort of trapped in a physical medium, and and our brains are sort of wanting to break some of those boundaries. Yeah, well, it's
0: like something I just truly dislike about paper books Mm -hmm. is that they don't have the current time in the corner. (laughs) I it would be so so just yeah anyway we may do 30 minutes of recording what
1: well, is there is a good thing or a bad thing Paolo you've never quite come down on one side you know
0: I don't know I, I kind of have this 30 minute threshold I know because I I, kinda...
1: well, you may you may want to cut this out of the podcast but what's very disconcerting about sitting watching you is when you get distracted and you start looking at your watch and you start looking at the computer because yeah. when, I'm, when I'm in my room I can't see you doing that <laughs> But then you are taking responsibility for the recording, so you're having to look at the, the meters and stuff.
0: I just keep... I, just, uh,
1: I mean, i mostly mostly checking the meters to make yeah. sure that we're still recording this thing. <laughs> yeah. Apparently we are. But actually, maybe it's just worth picking up on that, because we, we, we've both got Apple Watches, mm-hmm. and the whole etiquette of paying attention and being present becomes very problematic <laughs> when you've got an Apple Watch. Because, I mean, yeah, I, mean, I, I love it, because it actually intrudes... And people won't believe me when I say this, but it does intrude less than the phone because you don't have to pick the phone up. You don't get drawn into the fun things you could do with your phone. But when it vibrates, and I've got very few notifications on it as well, I'm pretty ruthless. and It's pretty much only my family uh, messaging me. But occasionally it'll vibrate. And when I'm with somebody, I'll look at my watch and instantly they get all self-conscious because they think I'm indicating with that ostentatious raising of the wrist, are you still talking? Because I'm getting bored. Yeah. And I've had to learn... To do to sort it of curb that, it just you know,
0: yeah. No, I mean, um, um, uh, it's probably happening less these days. But uh, I remember at the beginning, I was I had to explain to people, no, no, it's fine, it's fine. Yeah. I just got a notification on my Apple Watch, and then they think you're an asshole, but yes. <laughs> showing off your <laughs> Apple Watch and then you say... Well, but even
1: there's things like we, we, we've got so used to watching people walking along the street talking to themselves. Oh, that is. Uh, it's still weird, but we're. Or, actually, I was talking to my daughter, Molly, about this. We walked past somebody who was list, watching a video on their phone with the sound turned up full in a public space. and yeah. call me a grumpy old man, but that really, really gets to me. I, like, know, like, I don't I, want to listen to your video, the, you
0: know. Sometimes you have people on the tube Ugh. watching videos. It's it's just crazy. Now, the, the thing about talking to yourself... Um, which I do all the time because you know I walk down the street with my AirPods and having a yep. conversation. But I remember yeah. the first time... I pick, I pick my phone up to pretend I'm talking, to, just to <laughs> indicate that I'm talking to you. Just hold into it. you but yeah. <laughs> it's, now, I remember um, many, many years ago, I think I had my first Bluetooth uh, little headphone. Yeah. And uh, I was working with an organization that uh, had their offices in Trieste in the former mental hospital. And, uh, you know, famously, Trieste was the center of the reform of mental health in Italy and in Europe. And uh, they converted this infrastructure. There are cooperatives. And so you still have some former patients of the hospital roaming (laughs) around. And as I was walking down the street and I realized that uh, we were all talking to ourselves, it's, it was the one place where I felt less yes. awkward having a chat with my headphones because everybody was doing that. Yeah, yeah.
1: Everyone was just mumbling to themselves as they were looking at the street. <laughs> it's, funny, like, it? it's, a, it's a good place to do that. It's funny, isn't it? So that, that whole thing about what's normal, you know, is it normal to walk around talking to yourself? Is it acceptable to walk around talking to yourself? It sort of relates to the accessibility and the ease of use of tools because amongst the geek community as it were the early adopter community there's a kind of norm and there's a a threshold and we kind of feel pleased with ourselves that we've passed it and we can get access to these tools and the quality's high and blah 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 and then others who don't manage to achieve that level of competence or facility with the technology and I had this even in the internal network we had at the BBC people were concerned that it was just creating a different hierarchy of those who were good with words or good with technology or could use a website or whatever and therefore precluding maybe a different group of people than the... You know, meetings preclude people because only certain people are allowed to go to them only certain people are confident enough to say what they think in a meeting. Arguably, things like online bulletin boards give access to a different group of people and therefore if you have the combination of the two you've got a broader pool of people who have access to power and influence. But it is interesting how... And this is a complete leap of topic, but watching Strictly Come Dancing last night, and they had an incredible dance during the results show, with people with all sorts of different disabilities in the dance troupe, and men and men dancing, women women, you know, just a, a really really good, interesting mix mm-hmm. of things that wouldn't be considered ten years ago acceptable or normal or anything like that. And I thought that's so powerful when you're in a show that's about the epitome of skill and adapt you know and and and, but you're making this very public statement that that it ought to accommodate people who aren't on the face of it able or capable of being good at the thing
0: but probably again it's a matter of uh, competence is uh, i mean i don't think there is anything wrong with the idea of creating an environment where you have people who are more competent Doing something no. that other people who are not competent are not doing. I'd agree. Is is
1: uh, so, but but unless so, the thing that I warm to in in the program like strictly is people having a goal and they don't need to be technically the best dancers, but I love the fact that they're having a goal and their intentions are good and they're and they're they're giving it everything, and it's that. Human endeavor aspect of it that we would lose if we only allowed people of a certain standard.
0: To but take that's part. but but that's that is probably the. I guess that probably we we can can distill today's conversation by saying that uh, at the end of it, you need competence and you need love for what you're doing, mm-hmm. and by these two things, you can create. Uh, you can push forward. You yes. can you can yes. create new things. Yes. The moment you get to a situation where you don't need either to, to be involved yes. and you can just be there because you have the right to be there, yes.
1: Yes. then
0: yes. it's where it becomes less interesting. Yes. And that, that's probably when evolution of society yeah. and humankind need to, need, need to yes. move forward to the next thing.
1: It's amazing how many conversations for me come down to intent. If your intent is genuine and it's to communicate and to further civilization or the person you're talking to, then I don't care if you're crap at it. If your intent is just to fill the world with noise and, and you don't care, less so. And we'll let people judge for themselves, which we're doing at the moment.
0: <laughs> okay, so I think we can wrap up today's episode, which is going to have hundreds and hundreds of more listening because we're going to man- mention famous people in the description. Uh, I'm sorry, we're not going to say anything more about Jordan Peterson in this uh, episode, but stay tuned. It might happen
1: <laughs> in future episodes. We should have a sort of um, disclaimer. You know, we, we may mention Jordan Peterson in this podcast, but it doesn't mean that we agree with him.
0: All right, so thank you very much for listening and uh, see you next time.
1: Yep, bye.